Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shared Experience Podcast, where we talk to guests about their involvement with the Ability Experience. My name is Zorth Bilonieta. And I'm Gary Sugg. And today we are joined by a great friend of ours and potentially yours, Mike McBride. Hi, Zorth. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk with you guys. It's great to have you here. Now, double Pi Alpha summers with, of course, a couple bonus summers and challenges thrown in between, followed by immediate staff. Did you think you'd be this involved when you were getting accepted to join your bid to join Pi Kappa Phi at Purdue? <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, I heard about Journey of Hope uh, back rushing around. I went to Purdue University, which was just about an hour away from my house. So at that point in my life, I really hadn't done too many crazy things, but uh, it was definitely one of those things that um, I say it's kind of like a seed planted in the back of my head where I was like, wow, uh, you know, that's a really incredible opportunity. And uh, I think at some point during school, I started looking at myself and said, you know, do I want to be the type of person who <laughs> goes after uh, those type of crazy things, you know, ride my bike across the country or, or some of the things we've done since. And um, thankfully, I was surrounded by some pretty awesome people. And of course, at Purdue, we had a, a really great tradition and still do of guys being involved with the ability experience. And so it made it a lot easier and um, had a lot more support to just go for it. It was pretty early on that you saw the journey of hope and what it was to automatically think I could probably do this. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of excitement, you know, going on at Purdue when I was there and, uh, it still is, although obviously, uh, times are a little bit different right now and, and journey of hope didn't happen this past summer, but, uh, you know, I, I still look at the fraternity at, and the fraternity experience as a whole as the best way to make the most of your college experience and specifically with the case with Pi Kappa Phi and the ability experience uh, you know that that's almost what it's there for Um, you know it gives gives guys opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise and gives them uh, the network and the support system of other people who you know kind of show them the way you know when you're just rushing around and learning about what, what life is going to be like uh, during your four years. And you definitely did a lot of uh, self-exploration, which led you to one of the summers abroad in China. Yeah. Or semesters, rather. As we'll get into later, Zorth knows me well, but um, right before I did Journey of Hope, uh, this was my junior year, I studied abroad in Shanghai, China. So that... Uh, I always joke uh, about the training that semester before, but in reality, I did get my bike the summer before and uh, kind of got got ready uh, in my own way, I suppose, uh, before flying out to San Francisco, in my case, uh, in June of 2015. So I did the North Route in 2015, and uh, yeah. And it doesn't stop just there, your future yeah, connection. Yeah, yeah, so... You know, it's not unique uh, to tie Journey of Hope in with travel, but, you know, that period of my life and ever since there's really been a connection uh, with exploring, whether it's on a bike or uh, going other places. But, um, you know, things like Journey of Hope and and study abroad and, you know, that kind of group of experiences that really take you out of your comfort zone. Uh, really make it easier to get yourself out of your comfort zone again in the future. And so I think what they're uh, (laughs) hinting at here is I'm actually moving to Munich, Germany to begin a graduate school program uh, in two days. So 
I suppose I'll be there when most people listen to this. But yeah, very excited to uh, continue to find new places and I guess continue my education. So let's go back from North Route 2015. It left such an impactful summer on you and experience that you decided that you wanted to come back and staff and project manage a route. Yeah, yeah, definitely the most impactful experience of my life, uh, you know, especially to that time. Uh, I want to say somewhere around Utah, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, man, this would be really cool to come back and do the project manager role. Um, my project manager, Kyle Marpy, was a Purdue graduate as well. And, you know, on the trip, you kind of start making connections with staff and understanding the organization a little bit more. And I was lucky enough to apply that uh, fall when I got back and get accepted. And uh, they actually changed around the role. I was supposed to graduate that spring and they asked all the project managers to come into the office in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, basically as interns, plan the route that they would be leading in the summer, which was a really great way of doing it, I thought, because I got to connect with all of the sponsors and learn all the routes and everything inside out of the whole trip. Um, before heading out to Seattle. Uh, when I was project manager, I did the Transamerica route in 2016. So I had never been to all of the places we were going, uh, except for Indianapolis and I guess uh, maybe a couple others, but uh, Indianapolis is where I grew up. So that was really cool going through there as a project manager and having my family meet my team and um, some uh, Purdue chapter brothers there supporting as well. So yeah, that uh, that was kind of the next big step for me, and that was a huge one because I was 22 at the time, and it was by far the biggest leadership challenge I had taken on. Uh, I don't think a lot of people um, who see Journey of Hope necessarily understand what goes into that role and how much of a fraternity within the fraternity within the fraternity the, the project managers are, but it was a really uh, incredible network of guys that came before me, and um, you know, a lot of those people are some of the most involved with the organization still today and uh, you know have done really well for themselves and still support the team so it was really cool getting to meet those people as well as building relationships with people like Basil and uh, the rest of staff um, while I was down at the office and during the summer and yeah it was, it was so cool leading it was 37 guys in the case of my team across the country and definitely a more of a relief feeling uh, when I got to DC, then cycling, I think cycling was just more pure excitement. But uh, it was it was really really cool, and uh, we had such a great team that year, and a lot of fun. I think a lot of people don't really give crew members that much credit, whereas they know the cyclists are the ones that take in all the glory. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I spent most of that summer with the crew guys, making sure everything runs smoothly on a day to day basis, and. Uh, looking ahead of course too whereas uh, when you're cycling you're for the most part just paying attention to uh, turning right turning left <laughs> going straight whenever anybody tells you to making sure you're getting enough calories for the day and uh, you know showing up to friendship visits you you a lot of times don't know exactly where you're going but you just kind of get there and learn to make the most of every situation and show up with a smile and a good attitude and doesn't matter how tired you are but um, the crew guys have to do that and they uh, they don't even have the, the hours on the bike where, uh, to a certain extent, you can kind of uh, focus on other things or relax. Ride your problems <laughs> and stress away. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're like Zorth, uh, being the quality of cyclists he was, he uh, probably could do a lot more relaxing than most people on the, the Journey of Hope route. <laughs> <laughs> so that left you hungry for more traveling, though, because your travels didn't stop at Project Manager. You yeah. graduated undergrad later that year, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I came back from my second summer on the road and had one semester left at Purdue. And I studied mechanical engineering there and was, you know, interviewing for jobs and kind of figuring out exactly what I wanted to do after graduation. And what I had realized was the stuff I had done outside of school were was way more meaningful and impactful for me. And the idea of you know, just having um, you know, some type of cubicle engineering job uh, didn't or wasn't as uh, attracting or, or potentially fulfilling as it was when I first went into school. And so I was um, lucky enough to be in a situation where I had a couple other chapter brothers and, and also Pi Alpha brothers who were graduating in December with me. Um, and we decided to head down to uh, Central America and backpack down there for about three, three and a half months uh, to, you know, kind of have that experience before jumping into our careers. And uh, in my case, I was really deciding what I wanted to do after. And it was on that trip that I reconnected with Basil and the organization and, you know, put some serious thought into going into the nonprofit world instead of engineering. And uh, thankfully he was receptive and uh, there was a job opportunity. And so um, later that year I joined up with staff and it was uh, a great decision for me. And that was fall of 2017, but right before that, there's the important chapter which you and I connected for the first time. Yeah, so we're probably skipping over the the I'll call it the best trip we've done uh, <laughs> in terms of adventure and things. Um, so to go back to the origin, uh, a teammate of mine, John Heisler from uh, Boulder Chapter, uh, him and his um, actual brother, his blood brother, had talked about doing a bike ride trip in Europe after graduation. And he was telling me about telling me about this. And at the time, we were riding our bikes through Iowa. And don't get me wrong, I'm from the Midwest, <laughs> love the Midwest, but there's more scenic places to ride a bike <laughs> than through cornfields. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he had once again planted this idea in my head. And um, you know, I'm thinking about riding through castles and you know cobblestone roads and Tour de France routes and. Uh, past cathedrals, you know, all the, I'd never been to Europe. And so, I, you know, just dreaming of how cool that would be. So when I got done with the project manager role in 2016, I now kind of felt like I had some of the skills to you know, actually plan her out and some of the connections with the organization to make a team and put this together. And so uh, the two of us put out somewhat of a recruiting pitch and were able to get 10 guys and Zorth can kind of pick up uh, where he yeah. got. Yeah, I mean, you guys had very loosely identified the why, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to accomplish, how we were going to get there and how things were going to kind of float. And I heard it through my teammate from Journey of Hope, 
2011 south route greg coon and if it wasn't for him to have mentioned it or gave us the pitch um i think i donated to him but then i was like ah i can't just not do this like i want to go to europe too like that's you know saw the opportunity saw that it was a not as risky of a decision because you know there's 10 of us so there's no way that that many of us are going to fail at once (laughs) and if we do we have enough people to carry each other up but yeah, it was uh, the first day in Santiago de Campostelo where we all looked at each other and we were just kind of thinking, oh boy, this is happening. We're here with our bikes. <laughs> here yeah. we go. The trip was definitely much closer to uh, you know, the, the Jim Kovac and Bruce Rogers rides back at the end of the 80s than it was modern day journey of hope uh, you know we had a lot to figure out during the road we had kind of one rotating crew position with one support vehicle and we rode but we rode through seven countries uh did uh, more than three thousand miles so pretty comparable to joh route in that day and or a joh uh, route in that way um but we had some definitely big days it was um, more on the cycling end of the spectrum um, then uh, the mission, but uh, fundraising was great. We raised uh, a little more than $20,000, and uh, we were actually able to have one uh, really awesome friendship visit outside of Milan, Italy. I think uh, one of the challenges that we came across there was with a cycling trip like that, you move really fast. You're a lot of times you're in cities for just one day, sometimes two, and so if you make those connections, it's great, but a lot of times you don't have the time to organize any type of event or get people together. But in the case of Milan, we were able to get connected ahead of time and met with this fabulous organization who I'm sure were excited and a little confused as to why this group of American guys wanted to come hang out and and meet all their clients and, and see what they had going on. And then, of course, we were able to provide them with a grant which actually funded uh, a bunch of new iPads which helped with communication for some of their nonverbal clients and it was just amazing how instant the connection was once we got there and how familiar it was even though there was a language barrier um, you know Pi Alphas know there's many ways to communicate with people besides just a spoken language and uh, there's many people with disabilities who uh, don't even have that as an option and so um, the whole experience was just, you know, really eye-opening. And I think at that time of the trip, we had just gotten done with some of the hardest miles um, coming out of Switzerland. And it was such a boost to our guys and really brought a lot of meaning to the trip um, and brought us together as a team um, as well. So this event idea that you guys had that ultimately led to become Ability Challenge Europe, right? So that was the name of it, and and that was the partnership with the Ability Experience. Um, And for those of you that don't know, our challenge program as an organization um, are typically endurance events that, you know, our our fraternity members, our friends of the fraternity, um, you know, obviously our alumni, our Pi Alphas, our undergraduates are all welcome to participate in. Um, and typically, you know, you think about a, a marathon where you can participate, um, but also give the option for um, an enabled athlete to participate and, and, and have that experience as well. So you are pushing, you're enabling an athlete to finish a marathon, a triathlon, um, things of that nature. And so, um, you know, how, how did 
you all make the connection to have this be an official challenge event with the ability experience just out of a, you know, an idea that had popped in your head for a program? So John and I, as I mentioned, had um, talked about it initially back in 2015. And then after I got back from project manager in 2016, we started really seriously considering doing it in that summer of 2017. And we reached out to uh, Basil and Andrew Motznick, or Campo as most people know him, and pitched the idea and you know, talked about what level of support the organization could give us. And, uh, you know, they were, they were great. Uh, you know, having the weight of the ability experience behind this definitely helped with uh, recruiting a team of guys to do it. And, uh, you know, things like fundraising were uh, now much easier and, uh, you know, even helped us with, uh, you know, talking through some of the stuff that uh, we didn't have too much idea about, like insurance and things like that. Uh, but they were great, yeah, and it just goes to show that anybody can go out there with an idea and talk with them, and, um, you know, especially if it is anything cycling or adventure-related, re you know, most Pi Alphas have uh, a lot of great teammates who are down to join in on anything, uh, in, you know, fun and impactful. Obviously, they uh, chose to do that once in their life uh, with Journey of Hope or, or Build America or Gear Up Florida, so... Uh, yeah, we were able to take advantage of that, and uh, Ability Challenge Europe became a thing. And here we are, well, I guess a week we ago are. we were all together under one roof, which goes to show you, if all I had to do is not answer that phone call, and I wouldn't have done this challenge you decided to do last minute, because you had this <laughs> idea planted in your head from when you were staffing for those two years about biking the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, so we ready to transition into uh, uh, what we were together last week for? Let's talk about all the pain and misery, and then the glory. <laughs> oh, I had a great time. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so those who don't know, Mike and I met up right after I did a big ride in Delanago, Georgia. And this time period like, is crucial because not only is Mike leaving for Germany, but it was really the perfect time to be in Asheville to bike through all the way up to Virginia before too many leaves were dropping and the season was starting to get too cold, like literally ideal, per, well, almost ideal conditions because we got rained on the first two days. But, um, I mean, Mike, you want to go into the, some of the details of the logistics since this kind of came from you and your experience? So, so for people who don't know, the Blue Ridge Parkway is uh, technically a national park um, that runs from uh, – Cherokee, North Carolina, which is Smoky Mountain National Park, all the way up to uh, Waynesboro, Virginia, which is Shenandoah National Park. It's 470 miles and uh, hilly or mountainous about the entire way, uh, but there's no stoplights, no stop signs the whole way. There's just on, um, on and on ramps that come to a stop when they meet up with the road, and it's two lane, and it's a phenomenal cycling road. It's really well ma maintained um, by that federal budget, and it's absolutely beautiful. So I first discovered this uh, back when I was living down in North Carolina, interning for the Ability Experience, and got a ride on it for one day, and I learned that you know some people do this as a bike packing trip, um, which for those who don't know, bike packing is uh, basically a self-supported cycling trip where you load up your gear, and in our case, we um, had 
a lodging to stay at each night so we didn't have to bring tents or anything with us but some people do it that way as well and do a little bit more of a touring bike style versus um, our road bike style with uh with some added uh storage in the back so um yeah i had I'd had this idea to ride the whole thing uh, in my mind for several years and uh, like quite a few people during covid found myself in a bit of limbo um, my grad program got pushed back till november and so i'm just been uh around uh, this end of the summer in the fall and um, reached out to some good friends and uh, like like Zorth and Gary here and then Evan Eshelman who also helped us uh, crew on like the last day and drive us back to the start um, and yeah we we did the ride and uh, raised a good bit of money for it and um, yeah it was it was great so yeah we wanted to really just kind of build on some of the mileage that the you know the ability experience had in mind for their summer events and fundraising goals and we saw it as a really oppor- easy opportunity to kind of contribute and add value to that and you know still have a lot of fun i mean well there's even after all this trips that we've been doing together even and some stuff we've had in the past we still had our own obstacles that we didn't think we would have after doing so many things but um I mean, we managed to hit our fundraising goal at the very end. And in fact, I didn't even know about it until the very last, oh, actually completely done with the route. Yeah. So um, I can pick up on the kind of the challenge aspect of it. So as I said, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. And, um, you know, one of the things that you get uh, as a Pi Alpha is that um, experience of really locking in on a challenge, especially something physical. And uh, the Brewage Parkway really gave us that opportunity. It fit in so nicely with what some other Pi Alphas have been doing this summer with like the Ride Along Challenge and, um, and you know, getting all the miles uh, for the event, even though the event virtually or, or you know, combined um, locally on real roads. Um, but it fit in so nicely with that. And um, it was a great opportunity for us to reconnect with, you know, a long uh, cycling route, um, which as pals can know, there's there's something to getting somewhere uh, when you're cycling as opposed to just going out on a weekend ride and looping back to the house where you started. So, um, yeah, in that sense, it was it was everything that we were looking for. As Zorth mentioned, the weather was great and the leaves were just starting to change. So it was uh, quite beautiful, a little bit chilly, um, but we definitely faced some challenges. Uh, unfortunately, uh, day two, it was rainy and foggy pretty much the entire day, and so we were not able to uh, ride that day. Uh, but thanks to uh, Gary's support, we were able to kind of piece together the route and still finish. And uh, uh, Zorth carried the baton on the last day for me. I was uh, I've been dealing with some injury issues uh, related to sciatica for the last um, a little bit, and so. Unfortunately, I was, was not able to finish the last day, but I was able to stay at home and monitor the fundraising, as Zor said, and uh, we met our $2,000 goal, and uh, after getting some t-shirt money in there, we uh, finished about $2,400, uh, I think it was about the total, and yeah, we're really excited about that, and that's all going to the Ability Experience, and um, yeah, right now, uh, you know, like most organizations, they're 
uh, definitely in need, especially, you know, just with the interruption to all the typical programs and everything. So it was a great time to uh, reach back into our fundraising networks. And um, we did it all pretty much through social media, um, which was a lot of fun and engaged a lot of people. And I think one of my favorite things about it, which a lot of Pi Alphas can relate to, was um, it uh, reconnected me with a bunch of guys that I hadn't talked to, you know, um, was able to pick up the phone and talk with some guys that I hadn't talked to in several years or re-engage people that, you know, maybe got uh, busy with their own lives after school and then, oh yeah, and that's uh, that's what the ability experience is about. And, and that was, so it was really cool to see that support and it really did make a big difference on the ride. Um, it was really cool to fundraise during the trip and, and see that support come in uh, every day. And make, and make some really silly videos and some awful photos of us <laughs> but it didn't feel like we were really alone i also had a lot of brothers reach out and even help uh push the t-shirts and just the word that we were doing this yeah there's still a good amount of connection involvement yeah yeah it was um pretty great to involve uh some friends that uh, are outside of the organization as well um, you know we're both now at an age where uh, most of our peers are you know, in, in pretty stable jobs and are able to support a little bit differently so than, you know, when you're fundraising back in school. So that was really cool. And I think we were able to um, spread the message and uh, you know, teach people some of the values and, and meaning behind the ability experience outside of the, the Pi Alpha network and our, and our families as well. I think for me, um, as a staff member, and I think, and Mike, you, you can relate to this too, like being out in the road every summer with our team events is probably the most enjoyable part. Um, you, you know, just every year we all look forward to it as a staff just because, you know, even if, even if it's not directly your role to help plan the Journey of Hope or Gear Up Florida or Build America programs, like everyone has a hand in it. It's a year-round thing. And so when we're finally out there in the summer being able to, you know, everything that we've been putting our work into come to fruition. It's, it's just amazing. Obviously this summer we didn't get that. Um, and you know, you know, Basil and, and, and Sutter Bays and, um, you know, a few other of our, our staff members, um, did a, did a ride from Charlotte to DC this year, just as kind of a, you know, an honor to Todd Porterfield, Jason Tirado, but also the trip this summer. And and that was, that was great. Um, that was a great week. And this was similar for me just being able to be out on the road, um, you, you know, like it's nothing goes to plan. This trip was not any different in that regard. Um, as far as like you plan as much as you can, then there's, you know, other factors that you can't control. But, you know, I picture like that first day, we all took a two hour drive at 6 a.m. To, to Asheville, or I, sorry, just to west of Asheville, I guess Cherokee, North Carolina, to start the Blue Ridge Parkway. And, you know, we're there right as the sun's rising, it's a little misty, and there's, I don't know, seven or eight wild elk, like massive elk where I'm from North Carolina. I spent a lot of time in the mountains. I went to school up there. I did not know we had elk. So uh, just to start the morning like that was pretty amazing. And then obviously just for myself, being able to spend the day on the side of the road on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I mean, it's, you said like almost peak season. It was probably the perfect time to be up there for cycling weather and not have slippery leaves all over the ground at that point. But um you know, I think it just speaks to the, the fact that you guys were able to pull this off and that you had the interest to spin it. You know, obviously it's a personal interest. Like you, it sounds like an awesome um, adventure and something that would be fun to do, but also like the passion for the ability experience to be able to continue 
and, and connect that experience with a way to support the organization. Um, and, you know, it makes me think for all these challenge events that we put on, um, for everyone that we put on, we probably have an alumni or uh, someone that has an interest of our mission that comes to us with an idea. And whether it be something like Ability Challenge Europe or um, the Blue Ridge Parkway ride, you know, we had a guy from our Southern Miss chapter, our Theta Alpha chapter a few years ago that reached out to me who was doing the Four Deserts Grand Slam, which is essentially four ultra marathons. And that was a personal goal of his. He's always, he always wanted to do it, but he reached out to us because he, you know, he thought that that could be a fundraising tactic for us as well. Like he would love to be able to use this experience to fundraise for us. And, and so, you know, much like you mentioned, the same process, Campo, Andrew Mattson, it got him hooked up and, um, you know, he was able to, to do that. So, you know, I think it's something for everyone to, to keep in mind that there are, you know, this is a year that as us as staff and us in all facets of all of our lives have been able have had to adapt uh, to COVID-19 and, you know, most of us are working from home and, and we're just, you know, this year has been fun for us as an ABEX staff to be able to think outside of the box and think of other ways that we continue to serve our mission, that we can fundraise and that we can um, continue to advance the organization. So um, I just, first of all, I applaud both of y'all for doing this this year. I mean, it was, it was great to have for, for me to be a part of it, but also just see that you guys, you know, took that initiative and were able to, to, to make such an impact for us. Um, but I, I hope that this, you know, this conversation also kind of inspires other people and other Pi Alphas to, you know, think of what, what's your Super Bowl? What's something that you've always wanted to do? And, and how can you maybe connect that with, um, with us? And then likewise, like, how can we support you in that and, and make that experience happen? So, um, just very cool all around, just happy to have been a part of it. And it's, it was just a fun week with you guys. Um, but also appreciate you doing that. And also to build into that, man, uh, you guys both did an event prior to ours. Like you guys were still involved. You saw that there was a challenge in your area and you guys went out to put together a ramp. Yeah. Talk about uh, perfect timing. So, um, uh, I drove down to North Carolina the weekend before and that Saturday in Greensboro, there had already been a ramp build project, um, scheduled and I was able to join up with a few other Pi Alphas and, uh, some staff, including Gary, and um, we built uh, a wheelchair ramp uh, outside of someone's uh, front door, um, and it was a, a really great way to you know, tie in a little more meaning to uh, what we were doing that week. And um, it was, you know, it's a lot of fun. Anytime you get your hands dirty like that and, and start building something, it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it worked out great. And it, for me. Uh, you know, having having some time here before school, uh, and being able to to serve a little bit uh, was huge. You know that it um, it means a lot to me, and is always always so rewarding. Well, Mike, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. We really appreciate it, and it's kind of proven to all it takes is an idea to really just get a project going. And thankfully, we have the ability experience as a resource and. We keep proving that it, it's such a good use to reach out to and just connection to always have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just heard Gary talk about it. There's your call to action. You know, if you've got something you want to go after, uh, you know, talk to Gary, talk to Campo, talk to Basil, and um, they'll help make it happen with you. Um, you know, he, he brought back a lot of memories uh, for me on staff, and he's right. Like, I mean, those uh, those days out on the road, you know, actually uh, – actually doing things as opposed to in the office are, are what make uh, 
a job like that and working in nonprofit um, so meaningful and so different from so many other uh, types of careers and um, you know especially now at this time of my life I um, I, th I don't think I fully understood uh, when I came out of school and, and decided to go that path how it would uh, um, uh, evolve later on um, but now I'm going into a program that involves ethics and, and uh, social sciences and uh, as it relates to, to science and technology and engineering but um, building some of those skills working with uh, you know, hundreds of students over that couple year period and um, getting to see uh, lots of different places where, uh, you know, are, there's need and there's organizations fulfilling that need, you know, just, just learning about that huge sector of, uh, you know, our, our, I guess our economy, uh, being the nonprofit world and, and how you can serve and how you can benefit people. And um, yeah, what you realize is it just pretty much comes down to people uh, having the, uh, I guess, courage, for lack of a better word, uh, to get out there and go do something and, and try and help somebody or raise some money or, or even just challenge themselves, get out of their comfort zone, and um, you'll be better off for it. So I'm grateful for, um, I guess, more than five years now that I've been um, pretty heavily involved with the Ability Experience and been able to take advantage of some of their opportunities and and now as uh, you guys have heard um, create some of my own and uh, so it's been great and I, I love talking about it and appreciate you guys having me on here and uh, this podcast I guess is a perfect example of what you guys are talking about with uh, getting creative and new and do, doing new things so uh, it was super fun for me too and uh, wish you both the best and and the organization and uh, hopefully uh We'll reconnect again soon, and I'm sure uh, we'll have something crazy planned when we do. Yeah, we appreciate you being on, Mike. And, and for everyone listening, uh, just thank you for taking the time to kind of, you know, be with us and as we shed light on Mike's story, and, and we're looking forward to bringing many more to you. So thank you for your continued support of our, our mission, and, and Mike, thanks for everything that you do for us. Thanks, guys.